Welcome to the Social Media Strategy Podcast. Brought to you by worldpodcast.com. Now here's your host, Pauline Stockhausen. And welcome to the Social Media Strategy Podcast. I'm your host, Pauline Stockhausen. Today, I'm very excited because I am interviewing Jen Scalia. She is a business strategist and she has a phenomenal story. Uh, Welcome, Jen. How are you? How are you, Pauline? I'm excited to be here. That is so good. And we're coming all the way from Jersey. I've just spent um, a few weeks in New York. So, gosh, I love it over there. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's pretty nice here. (laughs) Now, Jen, you know, I have been following you probably for about eight months. Um, I'm actually, you know, I'm not sure how I found you, but your story is just really phenomenal and it speaks to me. And I just thought you'd be a really interesting case study for our audience. So do you want to just give us a little background on who you are and what you've been doing in the last 18 months? Amazing. Yes. So um, like you mentioned, you gave me a beautiful intro there. I am a business coach and visibility strategist. And what I do right now is I help women who want to start and grow a business online. And what I help them most is getting over their fears and their doubts and uh, the things that come along with having to put yourself in the spotlight when you're, you know, creating a personal brand or creating an online business. So I help them overcome that, get super visible in their business so that they can attract the right clients. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I must admit, your website is pretty, um, really impactful. Some of the words that you use are very, um, make you stop and think. Uh, so everyone should go check out Jen's website because it's, I was just like, oh my God, she said that word. <laughs> but so tell us, I mean, you um, tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, how did you get into this type of business? And uh, I know you really said something really interesting about how, you know, just sitting in front of your Mac or your computer isn't going to get you where you want to go. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So my journey has been um, a pretty crazy one, um, I must say. Um, But it really all started back about three years ago, just a little over three years ago. And I was actually working um, one of my favorite jobs that I ever had. It was one of my favorite jobs. It was one of my highest paying jobs. And I was doing marketing and social media for one of the largest casinos in Atlantic City. And I had the life like I really loved my job. And unlike most people who want to get out of their job, I actually enjoyed my job. And I ended up getting laid off. They, the casinos do massive layoffs where they'll lay off 30, 50, 100 people at a time. And, and I was a victim of that. And when that happened, I was kind of going through a lot of other stuff personally in my life. And I just got really angry. <laughs> I got angry that, you know, I no longer had a paycheck. So I said, I'm just going to go start my own thing. I'm going to be in charge of my paycheck, of my life, of what I create. And that's when I really made a decision decision that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So the road from there hasn't been easy, but that's actually where it all started. So you know how you said it hasn't been easy. What sort of issues did you have in the the beginning? What were your barriers? 
Yeah. So in the beginning, I mean, I kind of felt like a little lost puppy. So even though I was doing um, marketing and social media for a casino and, you know, a local place, it was a lot different um, to put myself online and try to figure out how to market and brand myself. Um, to add to that, um, I'm an introvert. Uh, for those of you who are listening that, you know, think, oh, I'm too shy to like put myself out there. I was the same way. You know, I was always a behind the scenes person. I was always the person, you know, making sure everything ran really well and kind of the right hand person so when I transitioned online I had to be the face of my business and that was really really tough for me um I feel like I maybe went through a little bit of an identity crisis in the beginning (laughs) probably how most of us entrepreneurs do and you know I was really just trying to find my footing and trying to find you know what I was really meant to do and what business I was meant to to start and in the beginning it was it was very slow going and I got off track a little bit I started doing some life coaching because I thought that you know, that would be more impactful than social media. And, you know, I kind of went off kilter for a little bit, but I did find my way back to marketing and social media. Um, And that was my zone of genius, you know, always was my zone of genius. And once I got back to doing that, that's when my business really started to take off. Oh, yeah. So you went back to your original, like your passion, yeah. your love. And I think a lot of business owners do that. They um, they almost go on the sidestep. Maybe I should be doing this. I see everyone else doing it this way. Maybe I should follow suit. But really getting back to what you love the most is always going to um, push you through and get you where to your end goal, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Like I... I think that I needed that needed to happen though um in order for me to like get some lessons that I needed to get and and really get strong stronger as a businesswoman um so I don't regret it but like I said once I got my footing it was it was all good from there and I I love how you've talked about being an introvert because it's really funny because I'm an introvert as well and um people don't think I am you know because you're putting yourself out online and um even though I am bubbly as well online um and that is who I am but really I am totally I have moments of extrovertness and moments of and a lot of introvert you know I definitely am a homebody and love to be um you know home with a book that's sort of like my ideal woohoo but um, you know people do think that just because you are marketing yourself online that you must be an extrovert but that's not the case at all absolutely absolutely I agree Now, you really have used Facebook a lot to get your brand known and seen. Was that sort of a strategy around that? Or are you more intuitive in what your messages were and how you got that out, um, your messages out there? Yeah, I think that, you know, when actually when I first started my business, I was doing a lot of Instagram um, before I I got on Facebook. And I found that to be just easier for me. I'm like very visual and very creative. So I started with um, Instagram. But then I did move over to using Facebook because I felt it was a lot easier to share my story. And so to answer your question, yes, there is a strategy around it. And it was telling my story. I found that, you know, by being really honest, honest and vulnerable with people and and sharing where I came from and the struggles that I've been through that really made people like me even more. So I used Facebook as a tool to be able to share my story and kind of draw in the people that resonated with my message. 
So I think that's really important. A lot of people are very scared to sort of tell their story or it's like a sign of weakness or um, people won't like them if they tell the real truth. You know, everything is not rosy on the side of the screen. But actually it really is the opposite effect and that's definitely shown in your brand with you. um, And you have been really vulnerable. Some of the posts about... The fact that you're a single mum, I don't I hope that's okay, I can mention that, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're a single mum and you're struggling and you've got this business and you're, you know, you're really pulling yourself through and I think people can really identify with that, you know, that it's not all great and happy, happy days and it's all, you know, great glasses of wine, cafes and you know, flitting off around the world, you know? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I tell people all the time, you know, I I feel like, you know, everyone wants to present themselves as this perfect package. But Mm. to be honest, like people don't relate to perfect, you know, people relate to humans. And, you know, I'm so lucky that I'm able to attract a tribe that absolutely loves me just by being me. Like I'm literally probably for the first time in my life actually just being me and it's amazing and it pays. Yeah. That's so powerful as well. Did you did you come across any issues with telling your story? I mean, was there a lot of people, uh, especially solopreneurs, about putting themselves out there? They get a bit scared and think that they might get trolled or some bad feedback will come back to them. Did you have any of those sort of, you know, incidences? And did did how did you deal with that? You know, how did you you know get through those sort of things? Yeah, so luckily I haven't had any anything like that happen, any negativity, but you know, I, I maybe I have, but I just don't pay attention to it. One of the things um, being an introvert and, and those of you that are listening that are introverts can probably relate to is that fear. It's the, just the fear of what is somebody going to think if I tell this story? What is somebody going to say if I, you know, say this one thing or ask this one question or, you know, it really comes down to a fear of like looking stupid, <laughs> which is ego, right? And, yeah. and this is what I tell people all the time in the beginning. I feel like the reason why it was such a so, slow start, aside from, you know, grow, trying to grow the wrong business was that I was scared. You know, I had so much ego that it stopped me from actually sharing my message. And, and basically what I had to do is I had to make a decision to get over myself. I say that all the time. Like just, I had to get over myself. I tell my clients, you know what? Get over yourself. If your message is powerful, if you want to change the world, if you want to impact millions of people, you need to get over yourself and you need to just share that message. And, um, So that's one thing that I did that really helped me kind of step into that person that I needed to be in order to go out there and share my stories and not care what people thought. Um, And at the same time, just being so super laser focused on my business, on my clients, on my tribe, that even if people did talk about me or even if people did say stuff about me, I would be none the wiser because I'm not paying attention to that. I'm just super focused on where I'm going and the people that are around me. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. And that's definitely what I think as well. I'm definitely, if you if you start looking around what everyone else is talking about or what they're doing, you're not focused on your business and you're wasting your time. With your Facebook, now, did you launch yourself on your personal page or did you set up a business page? Or did you concentrate on groups? I'm really interested to know what was that that formula or was it all three? 
That is such a good question. And this is probably something that a lot of people fear. Um, I went through this a lot as well. So I originally just started with a page. I knew, you know, I quote unquote had to have a business page. Um, So I did have a business page. Um, I actually didn't really launch my business on my personal page. And I actually talk very little about my business on my personal page. Um, And I know a lot of people that have a fear of doing this, especially with, you know, the Facebook Live now and being able to broadcast to your audience. You know, I have people that will broadcast all day long in groups and private, you know, forums, but they're scared to death to do it on their personal page because, you know, there's people that you used to work with and your parents and your family and maybe some exes and maybe some people you went to high school with. So it's just such a different dynamic, I think, to like present yourself um, that way online. And again, that's the ego speaking, you know, what are these people going to think of me? What are they going to say? What if they find out this? What if they find out that? Um, But yeah, so I haven't, I don't do much on my personal page. um, But really, it's my business page, and groups for sure. So I did start a group almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And um, that group actually dissolved. And I started a new group about maybe about a year and a half ago. And we're at about 9,500 members now in that group. Yeah, I think I'm a member of that group as well. Yeah, and it's a great group. And I think, you know, having a group, if you're committed to it, is definitely a great strategy for coaches or any online entrepreneur to, you know, pull together basically a tribe of people who are like, yes, I want to hear from you. Yes, I'm interested in you. Or I think you're cool. Or I think you're interesting. Or I want to follow what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great place to just curate potential clients um, and then, you know, start sharing really great information with them and letting them get to know you by doing videos and sharing posts and things like that. So um, online communities are really where I like to play. So seeing other entrepreneurs build communities is such a great thing. I mean, people don't realize actually how powerful communities are, especially if you're driving them from your business page and your personal into the communities. And your one is really good. And that's why another reason why you got my attention, because the the members in that group are just so motivated. They get so inspired by you. The tribe is just amazing. And to have that collaborative bunch of women together inspiring each other just makes your business model just work so much better. Do you find, because communities are a lot of work, people don't understand how much work online communities are. Do you struggle with that, how much work your community is? Or is it naturally just part of the business and um, you enjoy it so much it doesn't feel like work? I think all of the above, (laughs) you know, I think I definitely, you know, that's why I said, like, it's a great thing. If you're committed, Um, you definitely have to be committed to growing it to keeping your members engaged to, you know, making sure that you communicate with your people. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I, it's just part, you know, it's just part of what I do. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a team that also helps support me and making sure that no spammers get through and making sure that, you know, all the the posts are not, um, you know, spammy and the people are actually real in the group and you know I was also helping out and I think also by having a group so big Mm. um, the other members help each other so you know if somebody goes in there and they ask a question they usually don't tag me personally or say hey Jen they usually just ask the whole group and by the time I get to the post their question has been answered by five or ten people so it's really great to like see them also helping each other um, just really keep the group going. 
Oh, yeah, I think that's really important. And one of the things that people get really scared about is what happens if there's only like 10 or 15 people in my group, Mm -hmm. you know, and what would you say to those type of people? You know, what would you say to encourage them that this is the right thing for them to do? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, you know, you can actually do a couple things. If you want to um, grow your group, like definitely share it, you know, everywhere. Um, when I first started my group, I shared it all over the place. I actually, um, I can actually give them a couple tips. Um, one of the things that I did was actually create an event. Um, and you can create an event and invite all your friends. So you can create an event, you know, I just started this new group, invite all your friends, and then, you know, have the link there. So that way you have people joining the group. Um, another thing you can do is actually grow the group using a challenge and challenges have been something that I've done you know for the last basically two and a half years in my business so if you're just starting a group and you're like oh my gosh nobody's in it um actually have a purpose to start it and do a challenge and seed everybody that joins the challenge into that group um another thing you can do is if you have a list if you already have a list just send an email letting your list know, hey, I just opened this group. I'd love for you guys to join. So just give you three quick ways that you can, you know, start to build that group so that more and more people will want to join. Oh, that's brilliant. Especially the event idea. I have never heard anyone do that before. So that's really interesting that you're using um, some of the tactics within Facebook to get more people to see your group. Wow. I might have to try that. <laughs> <laughs> So with the latest trends and changes with social media, are you looking at the new developments like with Facebook? We've got Facebook Live at the moment and, you know, we've got the hot social Snapchat. Are you teaching your clients to jump onto those things or are you sort of waiting to see how they pan out? You know, typically not. Um, when I, you know, work with my clients or even just my tribe or the members of my membership site, I always tell people you have to go with what feels good. So mm. you don't always have to jump on the bandwagon just because everybody says you need to be on Periscope, you need to be on Snapchat, you need to be on Anchor. And it's like, what, a, what are all these things? Um, don't get overwhelmed. Whatever those platforms are that feel really good and easy to you, stick with those platforms. So if Facebook is your jam, stay on Facebook. If you love Instagram, then pump up your Instagram. But whatever it is, it's got to feel good so that you actually like doing it so that you do it daily. So, you know, I don't necessarily talk about one platform or another in a certain way. It's just a matter of what feels really good for you. And also, where are your clients? So, you know, for me, I know that I cater to a more older and not old, but older (laughs) crowd and, you know, people that are, um, also, um, you know, my, my fees for my one-on-one coaching is a lot higher. So my ideal client is not on Snapchat, you know, so I know that. Um, so knowing that there's no point in me being on Snapchat, even though people say you should be using it for marketing and you can build your tribe and, you know, all of that stuff. But I know where my tribe is Mm. and that's where I stick to. Oh, I think that's a really good way to do it. I mean, I totally um, agree with you as well, you know, and definitely do what you are naturally good at. You know, some people aren't naturally good on video um, and they're more audio or, um, you know, and Snapchat is, while it is popular, it's not It's not good for everyone. And it, you, you've got to think about also what you're going to put on there as well. You know, Snapchat's a daily thing and you, you've always got to think about your content and what you're going to put out to the audience as well. 
Yeah, and I mean, look at Periscope. <laughs> you know, I mean, it basically came and went um, before you could even really get your hands around it. So you never really, you just never really know, you yeah. know, with the social media. So, I mean, I always encourage my people, no matter what, you've got to build your list, period. Like that's, that's number one before any social platform. Oh, yeah. So your email list, you're talking about your email list? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of people don't think their email is dead. You know, they're saying, oh, you know, just just be on social media and don't worry about your email. I mean, I personally don't think so, but I'm <laughs> so glad that you are the same. You know, building your list is really important. Um, do you, for me personally, like my list when I'm selling, I've got, I think I've got 60,000 on mine now. When I sell something, it sells like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. Is that the same with you? You've got your email list is such more personal, and the uptake is a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, email is my go-to. Um, yeah. Whenever I'm launching something, whenever I'm putting out a new offer, um, email is where it's at. You know, I just did a launch that was a few hundred thousand dollar launch. And I just did email. I didn't do a single webinar. I didn't do any ads. I didn't really talk about it on social media. It was straight through email. Um, And so email is not dead. (laughs) Not at all. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm so glad someone else is saying that. So it's good. Um, With uh, just going to our next part, tips for entrepreneurs. If you've got any quick do's and don'ts that are on the top of your head, would you share them with us? Is there anything that you think that entrepreneurs should do or not do? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots, lots. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, I think that the first thing that just pops into my head is, and I touched on this a little bit is like, you have to be yourself, like period, you know, it's, it gets hard. And sometimes we get pulled off kilter and we get off track and we think we have to be like a certain person or we have to market a certain way or you know we have to do certain things but the truth is like do what feels good and do what is naturally you and what is authentic to you and that will grow your business faster than the latest tactic or the latest strategy or the latest you know social media platform that's out there. So I think, you know, in order to be really successful, at least in this online world, it's really about being yourself and connecting with the right people. Oh, Jen, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. Now, one last question. I know you've talked about all the platforms, but without thinking about your business, what is your favorite platform just for Jen, just for you? What's the one that you like to just, you know, go on and post on without it being a business sort of transaction? I would say definitely Instagram. I mean, that's where I started. Um, and I just I just think it's easy. It's fun. You don't have to think too much. And um, yeah, so I would say definitely Instagram. I mean, I have a personal and a business Instagram. Um, so yeah, definitely Instagram. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, thank you so much for coming today. I am just stoked that I've been able to have a chat with you. Um For anyone who's looking for you, where can they find you online? I'm really easy to find online because um, apparently there's not a lot of Jen Scalia's. Um, So I pretty much have Jen Scalia handle on every single social platform. So whatever one you like, if you like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, just Jen Scalia. You can search me and find me right away. Um, And my website is jenscalia.com. So I made it really easy for everyone to find me. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And your group, if anyone wants to um, jump into your group, what's your group called? 
Absolutely. So the group is called Babes That Shine. But actually, if you just go right to jenscalia.com forward slash tribe, T-R-I-B-E, it'll take you right to my group. Brilliant. That's so good. And I definitely think if you're an um, entrepreneur, solopreneur, definitely check out um, Jen's group. It's really good. I mean, I check it um, every couple of days and the, the comments and the engagement in there is really high. So it's a really good group. So thank you so much, Jen, for coming on board. And I hope in the future I can get you on my podcast again to talk about some other great things. Awesome, Pauline. Thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. You're welcome. The Social Media Strategy Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcast.com.